Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery of Podcast. This evening, we're going to talk about dealing with my it. Uh, Debbie's going to be doing the presentation. So go ahead and take the mic, Debbie. Okay. Thank you so much, Paul. Um, so I actually be- learned the Discover It method about 14 months ago, and um, there have been a lot of pros and cons in this whole thing. Um, one of the things that I noticed in terms of pros is, and I've said this before, is that I feel much calmer. I'm much more grounded um, than I ever have been. And I'm excited about life. I really look forward to the future. And I even find myself being a lot happier. But sometimes it's easier to hear and understand how you feel by hearing what other people have to say about you. So um, I asked a few of my friends if they could see any kind of a difference in me over the last 14 months. And it was interesting to hear what they had to say because some said um, that they thought I was more outgoing. Now, I always consider myself pretty outgoing. So to hear I was more outgoing kind of surprised me. Um, the, other one, the other thing that was brought up was that I'm more aggressive. You know, and originally I took that as a negative, you know, because I don't want to be an aggressive. I think, you know, I think of... Um, someone that is a bully to me is aggressive. But I think the way it was meant was that I just tend to um, be more proactive about things. And I, and I also noticed um, they said I was more decisive, and I know that's true. Um, and one thing that was brought up recently was that I'm much more at ease with myself. And I can see that completely because, like I said, I feel much calmer and excited and happier. Um, but how does all this show up in your life? Well, let me just tell you. Um, recently, I had an amazing opportunity to come cross-country. My daughter was moving back from California, and I got to fly out there and then drive back with her. And on that trip, um, there was one point where there was a huge mudslide actually on the interstate, and they shut the interstate down, and we were rerouted a whole different way. And there was one point where I saw everybody turn off to the right, and I said to my daughter, baby, they're all turning. And she kept saying to me, Mom, the GPS says go this way. And after the second or third time I said that, I was like, okay, let me just let this go. Well, it turned out that the reason everybody turned off is because we just we were headed on this little tiny mountain road that um, turned out to be almost like a one-lane road over this mountain. So they had already turned around all the big campers, and they actually used to find um, the the campers that still tried to go fifteen hundred dollars ticket for for continuing to go because this road was so tiny. There were places where her side was right up against the mountain and my side was looking down the cliff. Um, now the, the traffic was bumper to bumper. And there were a lot of times where we were stopped on the mountain. Uh, it took us two hours to go over there. 
I thought my daughter was going to lose her mind. She was angry and upset, and there were it was just a mess. That's her side. But my side, first of all, we got to go through Aspen. I've never been through Aspen, and Aspen is this tiny little town uh, that looks like it was transplanted from Europe. It was The architecture was gorgeous. We didn't have time to stop, which I would have loved to have stopped and just been a great little tourist in that town. But I remember thinking, man, I got to come back here one day. Of course, when I realized there was only one way in and one way out on this tiny little road, I was like, how do the movie stars get up here? You know, um, and they must fly in in their helicopters or something. But I also got to see so much nature streams, rocks, and, and uh, there, were, there were a lot of different trees. And I would, there were times where I was like, what, what kind of tree is that? I think that's a birch tree. I, you know, is that the one that has the spot? And so I'm reveling in the nature of this and, and the beauty of it while my daughter is on a meltdown. And I remember when we finally got to the other side, which, like I said, took two hours, um, I said, honey, thank you so much for going that way. I know it was upsetting for you, but it was such a beautiful ride. There was even snow on top of the mountain. There was one place where here it is the middle of summer, and it dropped down to like 45 degrees at the very top of the mountain, and we got to see snow packed on the side of the road. You know, So that was pretty interesting, too. Um, but don't think that it's just... Uh, rainbows and flowers, you know, um, that everything is good. Um, while I was on that same trip, uh, a lot of different things happened. So, of course, over July 4th weekend, uh, I get a call from um, my roommate who tells me my air conditioning system went out. And I, I called and had somebody come um, take a look at it, and I find out I need a whole new system. Now, normally I would have been really upset about that, but um, one of the things that I've learned with the Discover It method is to identify, confront, and be proactive. So here I am out in the middle of nowhere. How am I supposed to handle all of this? And I was able to, because um, I did end up needing a whole entire new system, but I got in contract. I was talking to contractors and got one online. I got a loan for the system. And by the time I got home, um, uh, I, I went a few days without uh, air conditioning, but I got a whole brand new system um, in there. A week later, the, um, um, a week later, my washer goes out. That same weekend, I couldn't believe it. I get home, and then the wa I do one load of laundry, and the washer went out. And instead of getting upset about that, I just went down to Lowe's, and I went ahead and got a washer and a dryer. They're going to deliver it next week. And then no sooner does that happen, then my car wouldn't start. The last two days, I've had to Uber into work because my car was having issues, and I got, and I got a new starter put into my car yesterday. In the past... The way I would have looked at, at all this money, I would have been upset. I would have been angry. I would have said things like, why does this always happen to me? You know, but since I've learned 
that it's not something happening to me. It's not like somebody's, you know, oh, let's go mess with Debbie this week and next week and the week after. Um, but um, but I was able to identify and and really look at, um, okay, there's something that needs to be done. What are the steps that it needs to be done and how can I do it? And it didn't matter where I was. In the past, I would have shopped around and tried to find a, a, another used wash machine and dryer, and and, um, and I didn't do any of that. I just changed my way of thinking. You know, um, last week, uh, Jody did a magnificent presentation on self-esteem, and I've been kind of thinking about that all week long. I find that that I'm, I'm making decisions now that I wouldn't have made in the past. You know, I've always kind of struggled with my self-esteem. And one of the things that Paul has said is that I don't think I deserve anything. And, um, and the way that's showing up is, um, you know, instead of trying to beg my air conditioning guy to, you know, put another Band-Aid on my old system and, you know, give it mouth-to-mouth and bring it back to life and make it work for another year, I just went ahead and bit the bullet and got a new one. And the same thing with the, with the washer and dryer. I would, have, I would have searched around and tried to get a used one, but um, I was like, I don't need to deal with broken stuff anymore. You know, I deserve to have new things. I deserve these different things. You know, the other thing, uh, my hair, my hair is very long. And recently I had it cut into and styled and, and I about croaked when she told me what the bill was. But, but I have to tell you, this new hairstyle that I have, every time I look in the mirror, I'm so happy. And I look in the mirror and I think... I am so beautiful, you know, and, and I think about those things all the time. You know, I'm the daughter of two alcoholics, which means that um, I'm a people pleaser. You know, I always want to make everybody happy and I never think about myself. And one of the things that, um, that, that the way that has showed up is, when I'm with my girls, I'm so happy to, I have three daughters and I'm so happy to be with them that I never, I don't care where we go, what we do, you know, so long as I'm with them. And it used to drive them crazy because they'd say, mom, do you want Chinese food or do you want, do you want, um, you know, uh, lasagna? Yeah. And, and I would be, I don't care, honey, whatever you want to do. But now I'm willing to take a stand and say, this is what I want and, and not worry that, you know, I'm not making them happy or I'm not making someone else happy. Um, it's just been absolutely incredible because um, I, the other place that I find my, a big difference being made is um, it, when, when, I used to get, when I used to get angry, I would hold it inside. I'd always try to, people always knew if I got really quiet, something's going on, you know, and because um, that's not the way I normally am. And it usually means I'm dealing with something or 
um, or I just don't want to say. But nowadays, since I've been with the Discover It method, I don't want to let that go. I don't want, um, I think, and I think it's wrapped around the self-esteem piece of it too, is I don't want to not be self-expressed. The other day at work, something happened and, um, and I was very upset about it. And normally I would have walked away and then just kind of grumbled to myself the rest of the day, but I didn't even um, get a foot away before I turned around and I said, look, you know, here's what I need to say about this situation. You know, one, two, three, and I got it all out. And, um, and the other person said, I had no idea that you felt that way, you know, and I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that to be between us, you know? Um, and so it really made me understand that I can be, I, I can say what, there's a way of saying what you need to say without worrying about hurting someone's feelings or, or hurting my own feelings, you know, and holding on to these things. So, you know, the one thing I can say about the Discover It method is that, um, that I just feel a lot happier. I feel excited about life. I feel fully self-expressed about a lot of things. And, um, you know, well, that's pretty much what I had to say. Thank you, Debbie. We really appreciate that presentation this evening. It seems like the heading of your talk tonight, dealing with it, you have really been dealing with it, it seems, in the recent (laughs) past. And we want to tell you that uh, you really came through and uh, fought that in and, and won in three or four or five different uh, challenges that you had. Thank you again. Thank, thank you, Paul. I'm an ongoing Amanda, work in progress. <laughs> we all are. We are all. Thank you very much now. Amanda? Yes, sir. How has your it been dealing with you recently? And how did you overcome? <laughs> um, well, it's been attacking me. You know that. Yep. Um, I have been very frustrated over um, several things and that have come up. Um, and I'm learning... I guess, to deal with other people's it <laughs> and to not allow my it to be triggered um, and to, what is that one thing you're always saying to me about learning, learning where they're coming from, but you call it something else, right? Learning Learn- the conditions of others. There you go. Learning the conditions of others. And... um how have I overcome it? What? I'm just every, I guess I, I, ta- I call you and you just remind me to, you know, learn their condition and where they're coming from. And then basically it's like hitting the reset button. And I can say, okay, you're right. That's where we're at. So I'm not dealing with another me. I'm dealing with someone completely different. And so that, that's 
I struggle with that, unfortunately. Um, when it's um, very personal to me, I guess, or someone in, in my inner circle and stuff and learning that. But overall, I think I'm getting better at identifying the fact that, hey, this is triggering me. And so why is it triggering me? At identifying it and um, changing it and, and trying to make other choices that prior wouldn't have been there. And then also, though, giving myself the permission not to be, um, well, I don't know, not to keep my mouth shut and just put up with it, but explain where I'm coming from and how it makes me feel. And I guess own my feelings and be okay with the fact that this is how I feel and not punishing myself for having those feelings. Very good, very good, Amanda. It's uh, dealing, identifying what's going on in your life and confronting it really helps out to come to a resolve rather than press those negative toxic emotions, which will eventually get you, you know, at some other time at a, a lot larger scale. Thanks. Okay. Really appreciate it. Yes. I got to say this one thing. So, um, I was in a situation where, I mean, I'm telling you, I got triggered seven ways to Sunday. And I just sat there. I was on the phone. And I, I literally, I, I could not think of one neutral thing to say. So I finally, and I'm, I'm telling you, I was triggered. I finally just calmly reached over there and hung up the phone. <laughs> I thought that was the best path I could take at the moment. There, there you go. Making choices and Living with them, right? Yes, but that poor person. I'm sure they're fine. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to express before we uh, have another participant? No, I'm good. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot for sharing that. Appreciate it, Amanda. Ray, are you online there? Yeah, I'm here. How has it been dealing with you in the past, and how did you overcome it? Oh, yeah, well, I, I've been dealing with my ex uh, more than it's been dealing with me the past couple weeks or so, but um, that that has been a result of looking at uh, self-esteem, self-image, uh, complex trauma, shame, and things like that, and then doing things to kind of counter the effects that that's had in my uh, childhood and throughout my life. So I've been doing exercises and, and affirmations and just looking at it more and understanding it more. That's been, that's been helping me through that process. Very good. Very good. Thanks for uh, sharing your feelings tonight. Jody, Welcome. you online? Yep. I'm here. How has your it been dealing with you in the recent past, and what did you do to overcome it? Um, there's a, you know, our it is always playing a part, and I think uh, that self-esteem presentation really brought to light a lot of things that you can look at that affect me and other people that don't necessarily 
stand out unless you actually look at them from a stamp from kind of an outside perspective. It's very hard for us to kind of judge ourselves because our it's always going to have that self-defense mechanism. It's always going to like defend ourselves. And like Debbie said, you know that she mentioned that some people said, "Hey, maybe you're aggressive." Um and last week I talked about that self-esteem that sometimes when we actually start to stand up for ourselves and we start to build that self-esteem, um, people are going to think that, hey, w- w- what's going on? So um, that's kind of one of the things. And another thing I think that came out tonight was, for me, a lot of times we have a sense of looking at things and making them appear way worse than they really are. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of bad things that happen, but there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And when it comes to our it and our perception, that's really going to define how we look at different situations, um, whether we were raised in like how when this happens, everybody's supposed to be sad or things like that. So it's very interesting for me, like when I look at situations, is to start to kind of look at it from a different perspective. Look at it from how other people would look at it. Look at maybe like what if I was homeless? What if I was from a really rich community? What if, you know, (laughs) I had nothing else left? Uh, There's a lot of different things. And I think with me getting exposed to a lot of different people, uh, things from PTSD, from military, from people who are suicidal, from addictions, uh, substance abuse, all kinds of things, all those different experiences really helped me to look at this in a little different way. Like, how bad are things really from where I'm at? And, you know, you just got to look at, like, how how would you look at it if you were in these other people's shoes? And when you start to look at that identify, confront, and be proactive, sometimes that identify and confront put us in that depression mode and we don't really want to take that action so i think for me when dealing with my it i have to understand that it's always going to be attacking me from its point of view and until we can start to kind of change that point of view and try to change who we think we are and how much that internal thoughts really going to roll around in our head and kind of do that stop, drop, and roll, stop, and, you know, just be like, all right, what's going on right now? Kind of really analyze it and see, like, what are we going to do? Is this really as bad as we think it is? And, you know, what can we do to try to change what's going on in in our situation in our life and stuff like that? And, you know, it's very that's just dealing with like ourselves and just our own little small bubble. And we mentioned talking about conditions of others and that's a kind of a whole different ball game. Cause like I said, that external conditions and how other people kind of affect us, that, that, that deals with like them and our own internal thought and how we can actually change like how we react. Uh, We did a podcast a while back on, like reacting to things and responding and the difference between how we look at situations and we can actually 
you know, make a decision. Are we going to react to these other people? Um, and it, it just put the other people's conditions puts a whole new twist on our own conditions. So once we can actually look at ourselves and change ourselves and start to look at other people from a not a reactive point of view, but a kind of like, hmm, what's going on with this person? And and I talk about being aware, and that sense of awareness is really the key. And it's very interesting if you you got to start out kind of interacting with people with that sense of awareness. And if you go in thinking, okay, I'm going to be aware, I'm going to be aware, I'm going to be aware, and you just kind of observe and people talk to you, and you observe what they're saying, you observe the Baba language, and you really just kind of observe what's going on, it makes a whole different experience than when you go in thinking, this is what I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to talk about, and suddenly they start reacting and responding, and it starts to trigger those responses. And then suddenly that awareness just goes out the window, the triggers kick in, and things like that. So for for me, dealing with my it, I try to think of, okay, I'm going to be in like a, I'm going to pretend I'm just like a third party observing the conversation between myself and the other person and see what that third party would think. Um, kind of like your own counselor of your own discussion. And it's, it's very interesting because it, it really helps out from getting out of that reaction mode because if if you're like me, you know there's triggers. Like people say something, they do stuff, and suddenly like your you can feel your heart rate, your heartbeat racing, and you like get that adrenaline going, and like you, all those things start triggering off. So if you were a third party, you know the counselor doesn't get offended by somebody else saying something offensive. So it's it's kind of a an interesting step on how I deal with my it when dealing with other people and other people's conditions. So thanks, Paul. Thank you, Jody. We really appreciate your sharing tonight. I got a lot out of it, and I'm sure everybody on call did too. Thanks a lot. Emily. Yes. How have you been dealing with your it in the past few weeks? Um, I, I don't think I've been dealing with it very good at all. The, um, I started a new job, uh, bought a new vehicle, and um, it's just really stressing me out. And I guess I'm probably letting it take over me quite a bit because I went from a, a job that the lady really didn't talk to me or disrespected me and um, but she was gone all day, and, and then I just took care of a child who never spoke. So I didn't have to deal with anything. It was just, just me watching TV on my phone or whatever. Then I switched to a family now that uh, loves me and appreciates me being there, and it's so excited because I can go to school with their child. But the mom just talks all day, drives me crazy, and the little boy uh, talks back and uh, it needs to be disciplined and, you know, is not being. So just here lately, even my friends have noticed that um, I've just changed. I just don't, I just don't seem happy. And um, 
I don't know. I think for the past two months, really, um, it has probably just taken over and consumed me and not let me, I guess, probably not let me try to see any positivity in anything recently that's happened. And I felt that I just hate everything, you know. It's just, I canceled my gym membership. I canceled my tanning membership. I canceled the new furniture that I ordered. The cat that I had here for three years who adored me uh, would be at the door when I leave, would be at the door when I come home. I took him to the shelter. And uh, just really um, preferring to be mostly by myself than around anybody or anything, doing most of nothing. That's how that's how I've been. Uh, I guess dealing with it. So let me ask you this, it. Emily. Let me ask you. How have you been using the Discover It method? Identify, confront, and become proactive. Would you say you haven't been using it? As nope, nope, not at all. Okay, we I think I've we know that lately. Go ahead. We know that you've been here a short period of time, but we definitely are going to get you back on the Discover It method. Identify, confront, and become proactive. I'll call you tomorrow, and uh, we'll start practicing on that Discover It method. Sound good? Yes. Very good. So expect a call from me tomorrow, okay? Okay, Dan. Sounds good. Thank you, Now, Appreciate your sharing. Mm-hmm. Anybody else online that would like to share a little bit before we get off the conference call? Yeah. I, yeah, I want to say um, just to keep in mind, just going through it myself and thinking about it in retrospect, it really we tested the most after having accomplished the most, you know. So it's like a there's a duality to it that all the struggle you're going through now is just a sign that you have grown so much. And like Paul always talks about it wanting to bring you back to what you've always been used to. So it's it's, it's a fight that all of us go through. And it's just a, a matter of how you handle that challenge and proceed forth. It doesn't... It, it's not easy, you know, and it sucks definitely when we're getting attacked from all sides, it feels like. But uh, just to kind of take a, a second and, you know, allow yourself to go through that and feel those things doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or that uh, you're destined to fail or to feel the way you are. But then in reality, it just means you got to kind of take a step back, look at, um, like Paul says, the discover it method. You know, confront it, identify it, and be proactive and to go through it. I will, I will say just one more quick little thing. For the past two months, I've did nothing but complain to my friends that I, I don't like this job. I, I wish I would have stayed other where didn't have to deal with somebody talking back, didn't have to deal with family being there. Well, today when I went okay. to... 
the lady actually said to me, she said, Emily, I can tell that you're not happy. You know, you're not happy here. This child's not going to change. This is the way he is. We're working on his behaviors. And uh, I don't, maybe this is not the best place for you. So here it is. I will say that kind of like put me in a shock. It's like, it's almost like complaining about, God, I can't stand this steak. Every time I tell them to give me steak, steak, steak. So the next time you come there and then you don't get it and you're like, oh, crap, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. But I guess she could see it, too. And uh, that that right there really kind of made me, I, I was kind of, I don't know what to say. I, I was kind of like shocked that she's seen it in me, that she could even see that I'm not happy. But for have for having her, it's one thing me saying, oh, I hate this and I want to quit it. Then somebody turn around and say, okay, I think we don't want you anymore. Then you're like, oh, shit, what have I done? I've been so unhappy and so miserable, such a negative Nancy to everything and everybody, even to a friend of mine that's supposed to just something happened that was good. I've just been negative about everything. But I think that that when she said that to me today, it made me think that, you know, I said, look, I'm not going to stop now. I said, I want to go through with this. I want to get this kid in school before I fool around and don't even have this, you know. I thought the grass was green on the other side. Maybe if I just give it a chance and water it a little bit, you know, using that as a metaphor. And if I start looking at some positive things instead of, if, if I think that I'm, it's almost if you think I can't walk, you think it enough before you know it, I can't. And that's a, just, I guess, yeah, that's very, yeah, that's very, very true. I want, did you, uh, Paul, did you ever send that uh, video from Steve Harvey to my mom? Yeah, that was uh, last week. Did you look at, did you watch that? Let me look right quick. You talking about the one that was self-sabotaging or something? Steve Harvey, yeah. So one thing that stood out to me, because I I was doing the same thing, and I've changed that since then, and I've seen a a huge difference. And, And, you know, we all know a lot of times, like you said yourself, it's the way we're looking at it. But he made it, at least the example you stood out to me, saying that, you know, your mind is split into two sides, you know, right down the middle, and you got to, army on one side of workers and you got an army of workers on the other side. Um, one's the negative, one's the positive. You got a foreman on each side. It's controlling that, you know, those workers and you are in charge of both of those foremen. So you're the boss. You're ultimately the owner. You're fully in control, but we don't realize that we're doing every day. We wake up, we give orders to one or the other side and they're not, bias you know they're not going to argue with you because you are in charge so if you get up and say i don't like this job i don't like you know my circumstances right now i don't like my life i'm not happy the negative foreman he says all right let's get to work you know and he gives those orders and everything in that side it's looking for confirmation throughout the day you know see yep this is why i don't like this job this is why i don't like this um and it just keeps reinforcing and attracting that experience to you. And I was doing that at my job saying, you know, why am I working a nine to five still? You know, I could have done this by now and started this business by now. 
not realizing that just thinking like that, fighting, going to work every day, it wasn't making me, it wasn't bringing me no closer to those goals. It was just making me miserable. And, and, and I kind of started to look at it, switch the way I was looking at it, to being grateful that I do have a good job. You know, I can always work myself out of that job, start a business, grow the business, uh, generate other sources of income, but not thinking negatively like that and being feeling miserable every day. And so just by changing that perspective, I've been going to work every day and, and just looking at the good in it. You know, there's a lot of good and a lot of the things that make us feel so bad. It's just what we choose to look at, but that's, that's not always easy to understand in the moment, you know, when we feel like crap, but just kind of looking at it the way he put it, that, you know, whether you, whether you believe it or not, whether you agree with it or not, they're given one side or the other orders every day and they're going to execute. And so sometimes it's just kind of, it feels counterintuitive, but ever since then I've been saying, well, I'm only going to give the positive side direction every day. I don't care how I feel about it because I know if I give the negative side direction, it's going to execute it. It's going to make sure that it happens. And we, that's what it is good for is telling us, well, look how you feel. It must be true. And so you say, yeah, you're right. My life does suck. You know, I, I don't like my job. So it tricks you because it can't control your life, but it will trick you into controlling it for its uh, outcome. You know, and so it's hard to kind of pull ourselves out of that. But sometimes when it clicks for us and we realize that, we say, shit, regardless how I feel, I'm going to give myself or, you know, give the side orders that's going to bring about the outcome that I want and make me feel better. And there's things that can be changed and things that we may not like that are valid. But a lot of it is really just that we're feeding the negative side direction every day and it just keeps on carrying carrying those things out and so just to share that because i i noticed that in my life and i and i shifted it and i'm seeing a difference right like everybody always does say um i've heard dr phil say it i've heard uh steve harvey say it the preachers say it you know i've heard paul say it himself i think it's something along the line If, if you believe it you can achieve it. And if I could make myself believe and look at the positive things and particular things about one job over another and write them out on paper or something, another, you know, I was, uh, and maybe see it like that and just tell my, even just getting up telling myself every morning, you know, I keep saying, I'm so broke, I'm so broken, I've gotten much for this. And we all say, I'm not, I'm not penniless right now. But, you know, it's one thing after another, and I know we, everybody goes through struggles, and I, I've seen other people who's dealing with things that's way, way worse than I got. I shouldn't even be complaining about anything. But I think it's just my, if I just start changing my mindset and getting up every morning and say, I feel good today, today's going to be a good day, going to have a good day at work, no matter if the kid passes back or the lady talks, I'm just going to be positive and enjoy that I'm working and making money and bring a job or something or another. Just being positive. Right. It's that understanding that it's like a science, you know. It's, it's uh, it, Whenever you, you don't have to feel it, you know, because I think that's what helped me is that understanding that 
I know I don't feel it, but if I say it and I move in that direction, it, I will feel it. That's a fact. And so I, since I believe that, I don't feel like I'm playing myself or playing this game. It's just sometimes it, no matter how much we realize that, can take us off course. And sometimes we just need something to help us realize it again. That's, that's what that video by Steve Harvey did for me. It's like I'm getting up. And I'm doing this every morning. I'm saying, oh, I don't want to go to this job. Oh, I hate going up and down these ladders and steps all day. Why am I doing this? I could have been, I got all this talent. I could have been done something. None of that's helping me get closer to that. It's just making me miserable. And from a miserable state, you don't produce many, many effects at all. So, it's, you know, you're waking up and saying, today's going to be a great day because it, it is. It really is from that perspective. And that perspective is growing. You know, it really will. Like that's, I'm, and I'm speaking that from experience the past couple of weeks, you know, ha- developing a lot more gratitude in my life, realizing it is a great day. I'm alive. You know, that's, that's you know, rare. You know? I've got good health, got a job, I've got a home, I've got a car, I've got, you know, ample enough things, whatever, really nothing much to complain about. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not yeah. living in the written room from somebody, or luchin or mooching, yeah. or whatever, off somebody, and all that kind of stuff. I just got to get my mind in a in a um, in a more positive state here. That's all. Yep. And saying every day that I'm blessed. Like I was in such a mood, I I blocked everybody's phone calls or phone the other day, and then and then I was. I was getting ready to call Animal Shelter on the lady next door with all her a cat. <laughs> She's had it for eight years. That would have devastated her. But anyway. That's it. Yeah, Emily, we're def- thank you for sharing. We're definitely, I'll call you tomorrow, and uh, we'll start okay. working on the discover it uh, method, identify, confront, and become proactive. While we were talking... Okay. I've already resend you the uh, Steve Harvey video. Okay, I see it there. I don't think you sent that one before. I had the one, I can't do it, self-esteem, and the other one about uh, health from trauma. Yeah, the the first time I sent it was about nine days ago. So I saw it on my, my end where I did, so... Sorry that you missed it. All right. Is there anybody else? A couple words before we get off tonight. Sounds good. Appreciate each and everybody participating this evening. Don't forget to tell your friends, relatives, and even your enemies to be on call next Thursday night at 7.30. Thank you, and we will see you then.